Nationalism does nothing but teach you to hate people you never met and to take pride in accomplishments you have no part in. Doug Stanhope Do you know what you get when you mix religion and politics? You get politics. That's an old joke, but it's more true than most Christians want to admit, especially Christians in America. At least that has been my observation over the last few decades. A friend of mine once suggested that, today, many Christians are more American than Christian. I am beginning to think that he is right. Many Christians are more likely to be moved to tears over the sound of the national anthem being played, or of someone quoting Ronald Reagan, than they are when someone reads the words of Jesus out loud. Many are enraged at the mere suggestion of someone disrespecting their flag, but they hardly bat an eye when someone contradicts the teachings of Jesus. In the words of Paul the Apostle, my friends, this ought not to be. It's this very entanglement that disturbs me most, when I see people who claim to love and follow Jesus placing more emphasis on the Constitution than the Sermon on the Mount, or living their daily lives according to their rights as American citizens rather than as surrendered servants of Christ, it greatly concerns me. On a daily basis, I interact with Christians who are constantly appealing to the Constitution, or one of the many amendments, as a basis for their behavior. Whenever I attempt to lovingly redirect these people to the person and character of Jesus as an example of how they should be viewing the world, I am consistently shouted down and accused of not being a real American, or of being a liberal, even though my appeal comes from the gospel and isn't about politics at all. So I have been aware of the fact that many Christians today are wrestling with the differences between following Jesus and being a good citizen. So I wrote a blog post about it. That turned into a series of posts, and before I knew it, I had written over a dozen articles about untangling Jesus from politics. These posts form the bedrock of the book you're holding now. Out of that series of articles, I had some very insightful and productive conversations with Christians about what it really means to follow Jesus, and about what we should do whenever we encounter tension between following Jesus and being an American citizen. A lot of what I'm going to write about in this book will appeal to the example of the early Christian church. I do believe that there is a very rich vein of wisdom to be mined in the writings of the early church fathers on this topic, partly because they were so close in space and time to the Lord Jesus and his apostles, but also because they were living in a culture very similar to our own, with a few notable exceptions, of course. Those early Christians did not vote. They were not members of a democracy as we are here in America. They were not protected by any laws, at least not prior to the reign of Constantine and his apparent conversion in the 4th century. They were also, prior to Constantine, not living in a pro-Christian culture. In fact, they were living in a culture that violently opposed them in their way of life, and often turned against them. Perhaps that is where we can find some common ground with Christians like Tertullian, Ignatius, and Origen. We, like those early Christian teachers, know what it's like to have a set of values and ideals that the rest of the world just doesn't seem to embrace. As we look closer, I believe we'll find that we share even more similarities with them. But more about that later. What I hope to do in this book is to convince you that being an American and following Jesus are not the same thing. I also hope to demonstrate to you that any attempt to change the world through political power and influence is not only misguided, but it may even be anti-Christian and in direct opposition to the gospel itself, as hard as that might be for you to accept right now. For the time being, I would ask you to give me the benefit of the doubt. Take a few moments to consider the ideas and the scriptures that I'm about to show you. Take a step back from everything you've ever been told or seen modeled by other Christians and try to see things from a different perspective than you might be used to. When we're all done, I may not have changed your mind, but at least you will have taken the very brave steps to question your own beliefs and challenge your most dearly held assumptions about faith and politics. 
I don't know about you, but I think it's always a good idea to place our convictions on the anvil once in a while and hammer them out a little. Not just so we can watch the sparks fly, but so that we will know when we are done if our assumptions and beliefs can withstand the test. Are you up for the challenge? I hope so. To get started, let me kick things off by asking you to consider something you might never have thought about before. Suppose someone in another country, let's say communist China as an example, hears the gospel and responds. They fully repent of their old life and they completely surrender their hearts and minds to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, taking up their cross to follow Him daily and living joyously for Him alone. Now, does that person also become a capitalist or a Republican at the same time? Hopefully your answer is no. 